welcome everyone. Thank you for listening. Uh, this is Dan Kapersky, and you are joining us for Moving a Beer with two wonderful co-hosts. And we are going to be covering a couple of really, well, three movies tonight, actually. We're going to be discussing... Can we do that over again? Yeah. <laughs> there was no energy behind I'm, I'm trying to think like, as robot, off the top Randall. of my head, like, what do I want to say? What do I want to say? Because I usually have it written out in front of me. I know. Okay, so intro, Dan Kapersky. Welcome to Moving a Beer. This is Dan Kapersky. We'd like to thank you for joining us in this wonderful podcast experience. My name is Dan Kapersky, and tonight we have with us... Blake Hunt. Movie expert Blake Hunt and Randall. Woohoo. Also that, movie me. expert. Also yeah. movie expert, movie and a beer. Lovely. So tonight we're going to be doing a brief discussion about a number of different films to match up with this wonderful, wonderful set of beers that we were graciously provided by Ten Barrel Brewing out of Bend, Oregon. They do have multiple locations. They, they are located in a number of cities, including Denver and San Diego and Portland, Oregon and Bend and multiple locations in Bend. Really awesome they're everywhere. Uh, really good beer. They're widely distributed. Yes, people are mad they got bought out a couple of years ago. But hey, you that know what just that means? means wider distribution. Exactly. More money yes. to make their product more It means more you get awesome. to enjoy it. You, I, I really enjoy the fact that we reached out to them. They reached out to us. And we had a really awesome opportunity to have a dialogue about movies and beer. We have three movies to recommend with a couple mm-hmm. of really good beers that they provided. What are we drinking? So we have the Guava Crush and the Raspberry Crush. First up, we're going to talk about the Guava Crush. The Crush line was introduced a few years ago, and it is a line of fruit soured beers that Ten Barrel distributes and can very widely. This is a phenomenally good, amazing, solid beer. The Guava, I believe, is a seasonal and not a year round. It started with the Raspberry Sour, I believe. What is Guava season? Is that. What, wait. One, where do they grow guavas? Spring, summer in tropical climates, I yeah. assume. Spring, summer, tropical. Okay, just gonna, that makes yeah. sense. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't want to drink this beer in winter, probably. No. I, yeah, I mean, it's I, good. It's phenomenal right now. I can't imagine it be that tasty during the winter. I could see it trying to be like a hot toddy. It, it has a really nice, sweet, jammy front. The, the aromatics are really beautiful coming off when you first pour it. It's not very acidic. I know some sour beers can be kind of acidic and give you that funk. This has very little funk in this, basically. it's It tastes kind of like a wine cooler mixed with ciders and wine. Yeah. Which, if you're not a f- beer fan, this doesn't really taste that much like beer. It's it's wait, it's lighter, for one. It is lighter. It's, it's tart and fruity. Mm. Uh, it does have, you know, I called it furry. It kind of a furry fruit flavor profile on the tongue. So it, it does sit... It doesn't fall flat. It sits there. The acidity kind of lingers a little on the back. And you remember, hey, I just drank something or ate something that has this really, really nice full body flavor profile mm-hmm. to is it. Is that true for all sours? That is not true for all sours. Some sours are very thin. Some can be very full bodied. This one does present in a medium to full body approach on the profile of the mouth. Like it just, the flavors just are there front to back. Mm, what would you eat this with? I would eat this with... Uh, anything. Mm. I'm leaning towards Mexican food. Like a, I, like a I like taco. That, yeah. Mexican food, like yeah. a fish taco. Ooh, there oh, you go. Sounds that would good. be really good. Yeah. Any, anything that the Just fruit would kind of bounce off of. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. So do we want to talk about movies now? Or do we got more to say about the beer? That's, this does lend to an opportunity to speak about different kinds of sours. So sour beers in general 
can be this full range of different types of fermentation processes. You can make a sour beer out of a high alcohol or a low alcohol base beer. This one is sort of a lower alcohol base beer. It's very clean. The fruit is expressed really, really well. If you are unfamiliar with fruit beers or sour beers in general, this may be a good introduction to them. They're really good at expressing their fruitiness. Yes. Sour beers. Absolutely. This would be perfect for like, I was going to say a barbecue, but then I also realized for an outdoor viewing of a movie on a, the side of a house. Like The Prince's Bride, perhaps? What an Ooh, excellent choice. That's I a think really good choice of a movie. That would so be one of the beer. movies we decided to match this beer with was Princess Bride, which came out, uh, I didn't write down the date. Uh, I believe. I'm going to guess 85. 85? 84, 87. 87. 87. Yeah. 1987. 87. That was a while ago. Boy, yeah, we just yeah. failed our uh, trivia team tryouts. Oh shoot, <laughs> we are we're not good at that. That's okay. okay. So um, Princess Bride, wonderful film. Oh yeah, you know late mid eighties film. It it does. Uh, you know, all three of us have seen it multiple times. Any nerdist or geek out there who does enjoy geeking out on films and riffing on themselves and taking and laughing at themselves would really really enjoy this really approachable movie with this really approachable beer. I think I, it, I, I would the, serve I, this beer at a wedding. I would too. Because I know everybody's going to like it. I mean, this mm -hmm. is the perfect, if you're getting married in the summertime, Oh my God. this it is really the perfect, be. you know, reception beer, in my it, opinion. One, I mean, one of them, This, right? this beer and, and, is wildly approachable. It's like, just anyone would like it. Like the movie. I, I don't think we've, any of us know anyone who doesn't like this movie. Yeah. And there is, a, there is a wedding in the film. So I wouldn't it's like, trust it's, anybody who doesn't like this movie. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Fair. And, and how many quotable <laughs> lines are there in this? I think it's the entire script. Just copy-paste every quotable line. This is so good. This Car beer Carrie is... Yule's just... Uh, such Carrie Yule's is movie. The, the guava sour of, yeah. of leading men. I'm, I'm shocked he didn't get more roles from this movie. Yeah. It's insane. Randall, you, you had mentioned about remakes. So... I was wondering why they haven't made this movie, and I guess they apparently tried to. There was some drama. The studio which announced is news to me. Sorry, uh, the studio announced that they were going to do a re remake or a reboot. Like we were thinking about doing this, and the fans, people who have only seen references to it, the cast, everyone was like, "Do not do this. It will not make any money. No one wants it. to see it. It's it's you can't fit. You can't make it better." Uh, yeah. I, I get it. I mean, it's such a classic. I wish I could see it in theaters. Remember remember going to movie theaters? Yeah. Uh, Those were the days when people would sit next to each other. I heard a really crazy rumor that Justin Bieber was going to play Wesley. Nothing against Bieber, whatever, but like not, not the right believer. choice for Wesley. You're not a believer? Not so for Wesley, man. At the end of this film, there was four characters that were riding off into the sunset. Fezzik, Inigo, Wesley, and Buttercup. Which, out of those four characters, which one of those is the Guava Crush? Because there's four of the Guava Crush. I gotta say Wesley. Wesley. With it. Wesley's the raspberry? I think raspberry? he's the most... He's a bit snarky. I would he's say snarky, he's dude. more raspberry. Yeah, he's a raspberry person. Really? I, I'd say Buttercup. I think Guava, I would actually, yeah. I feel like Buttercup's Buttercup. more a, another... Maybe Inigo? You know what? We're, we're, we're just... Let's just I say know. it. Yeah. Uh, Fezzik. Fezzik, yeah. Fezzik sure. is Fezzik's sure. the Guava. That's, that, that, it's obvious. All right. Another movie that this beer would really match well with was... Gremlins. From uh, 1984. This was a, a, a prodigy 
child of the 80s sort of humor and sort of horror film. It kind of set the genre of, you can have this kind of interesting uh, fantasy film. And, and while it does have some horrible stereotypes going on, there are some really interesting stories to be told about taking advantage of what you've been provided and being mm -hmm. responsible for. Wait, that. are we talking about gremlins? We're talking about gremlins. <laughs> the story of the guy who's given a little lost. He's given he, 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 he was given a mogwai. He was given a mogwai. Yeah. And told, I'm trying Don't to remember the movie. After midnight. Right, right. Basic. Okay. And what does he do? He he lets it. To be fair, his clock wasn't working, and he was. It, he like, breaks the rules. Yeah. He breaks yeah. the rules. He and breaks then, the rules just like this people beer. die. This guava beer breaks the rules by putting guava and beer. Who would do such a thing? Uh, there's a lot of people who break the rules and set a new standard. In beer which making? This beer goes really well with because this beer also kind of amazingly know, sets a good standard for mm -hmm. really approachable sour beers that are in a good price point that you can really yeah. enjoy. And that's what I like about the Northwest is that we're a lot of. We're, we're breaking a lot of rules when it comes to beer making, I think. But also, you can find the classics here as well. Oh, absolutely. And this movie is a classic. This is a gem. It, it holds um, up. I it saw holds it. It holds up. Like four, it's three or four years ago, and it was still just as good as when I watched it before. Yeah. Dan, you had a fun fact that this I, film was set. <laughs> the set that this was done on was the same set that the movie Back to the Future was oh. done on. Randall, insert a spit take, please. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Spit take. Uh, oh, uh, what? <laughs> oh, yes. yes. Spit. If if you were going to have an opportunity to I don't know make your own gremlin, what would it be? So this was a question that came up, because if you have seen the second one, it seemed like there was just so many gremlins. Different random Different crazy. gremlins. It's Everyone designed their own gremlin. Insane, uh, script yeah, doctor it, came in yeah. and just demanded new gremlins. If you haven't seen Gremlins 2, watch it, and then watch the Key and Peele uh, parody on the making of Gremlins 2. Yeah. It, it'll change your life. But if I had to design a gremlin, ah, that's a hard question. It would be a gremlin... It would be like a professor, you know. Did they have oh. a professor gremlin that was released? No, they had that, right? They had, they had the Brainy, gremlin that was. But are you thinking like he's wearing he's wearing a little suit jack, suit yeah, jacket? Yeah, just yeah. a little With the elbow suit, patches, little tweed tiny suit glasses. Jacket. No, Wait, I, waving I can, a, do, a I can do better. Around. I can do better than that. Give me a second. I would make a dragon gremlin. I would make one that was kind of like striped from Gremlins One, right? But breathe fire and you know burn things. I'd do a therapist gremlin. Would it be good at therapy or bad at it? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I guess, what was the point of that move, that sequel? I don't remember. That Gremlins. There, there's more of them now. Can't be cornered into one genre, or I don't, I don't get it. Anyways, I, oh, I do the cast of Friends. Those Gremlins. Ooh, there. Now we're cooking, <laughs> oh, now we're cooking yes. with bacon grease. Now you're cooking yes. with bacon grease. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that. Um, like the the Chandler Gremlins just me 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 me. But yeah, Gremlins was a is a great. It's a great show. And, and, and great movie. And it and introduced us into healthy living culture where you don't eat after Don't eat midnight. after midnight. Don't it's not midnight. a good idea. And friends don't change, just like Gizmo didn't change. Those other gremlins weren't his friend. No. They all changed. Oh yeah. So Giz many moral lessons in this movie. It's so deep. Really deep. Cars! Cars is another <laughs> movie we'd pair with this beer. Why? Car gremlin. Because Sorry. it's a kid's movie and why not? Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. So Cars is a kid's movie that I recently watched. My son and I watched the entire trilogy over a weekend about a month or two ago. And I thought it was great. I'm fairly certain during one of them I was drinking a beer. 
Oh, um, yeah. But it wasn't a sour. I wish it was this Guava Crush. Excellent cast. Yeah. Amazing cast. It's amazing cast. Paul Newman, I just realized today, is apparently... Got ladies and gentlemen, soon. Paul Newman has passed away. Yeah. Back in 2008. 12, gone, gone. 12 years ago. I didn't, I didn't know this. This is big... This is big news to me. I, yeah. You, well, you did the math. He'd be like a hundred something <laughs> years I, old. If I realized, and then I did the math, and I was like, okay, yeah, he'd have been like a hundred years old by now. So, he was an amazing actor, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm glad he was in the he first was one. Doc, I believe. Was he in the second one as well? No. No. Nah, this this he, was his last film. Oh yeah. shit! Really? Yep. It was mm-hmm. his last film. Him, him and George Collins, oh, I think. Yeah. Last film and also last Pixar movie before Disney bought Pixar. Yep. Which is yeah. crazy. So, wait, Dan, why are we choosing this movie with this beer? You know, my approach to thinking about how I would pair this wonderful beer with something that, hey, we're all at home, we're, we're dating ourselves, we're in the COVID activities right now, we're all at home, we, we need to have time with our kids. Well, we don't have to, we're forced to have time with our kids and our family <laughs> and our friends, so let's go ahead and have this really great beer that allows for say setting a standard mm. and nice the, the the beer really is approachable and and kind of opens up common beer culture to hey here's an approachable sour yeah that's at again at a good price point mm-hmm. is approachable is available you can get it at most supermarkets at least on the west coast the midwest i don't know about the east coast quite yet but and that's like um, it's it's formulaic. It's right. it's like they have this great idea down of using this wonderful beer and doing some variations on the types of fruit they use. Mm-hmm. Cars generated this fanfare with like Toy Story. So the animation style that Pixar used, but within Cars itself, they went to Cars, then planes. They have this great formula yeah. for having beautiful voiceovers, beautiful visuals. It's an animation style kids like. They're gonna want to watch it. It's visually astounding. Visually pleasing. It's so good. Aesthetically just like just these beautiful. cans of these beers. I've always, you know, I think that was the first thing that I noticed about the Crush it's just beers is that they're in these white cans, and I'm pretty sure that's Helvetica typeface on the yeah, can. Yeah, looks like Helvetica. It stands out. <laughs> <laughs> My best friend, Blake. All that's right, that's, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, yeah, slight variations on the theme of having this great writing, great story, wonderful voice actors, the visuals aren't offensive in any way. They're friendly. It's a perfect beer for if you've been rearing the kids all day, you had dinner, you're all selling down for a movie, you put on cars, you're like, I don't want to have a heavy... There's time yeah, for IPAs, yeah. but I don't want a heavy IPA right now. I'm tired, it's hot, I'm going to go to bed in like, you know, an hour. I want something light, tasty, just... And this will go really well with this movie, the bright, beautiful animation and visuals. It's, yeah... This was the last VHS from Pixar. Yeah, but this it sold like two million film. copies in a month or something. Didn't yeah, it? I think it was five million. Five I mean, it was the last VHS from Pixar. What was okay? So this was a fact that I found. It's the last VHS that that Disney or Pixar released before they just totally transitioned over to DVD or whatever it was. Uh, and then I was curious. Well, what was the last DVD ever produced? Blake, do you have an answer for us? I do. Uh, thanks to my my lovely phone that gives me all my answers. Uh, the last, fi- the last, fi- <laughs> the last film that was uh, the final nail in the VHS coffin came in 2006, A History of Violence. That um, who, is, who isn't that? Um, oh, what's his name? Is that Viggo Mortensen? Yeah, yes. Viggo Mortensen, Ed Harris movie where Ed Harris shows back up to I guess dredge. I never saw it. I've wanted to, yeah, never but I've never seen, seen it. it. But apparently that was the final VHS movie 
Oh. I was kind of hoping uh, they went a little bit longer and got to Be Kind Rewind, Wait. a movie literally about VHS tapes. I know. That would have been classic. But, Wait, is, yeah. is Viggo Mortensen still alive? Yes. yes. Okay, and, and where is he? Yeah, I haven't seen him in a um, movie in a while. He's still making films. He's still making he's films? not here. Okay. No. He's New Zealand, um, maybe? <laughs> so those were the movies. Cars, Gremlins, Princess Bride, all wonderful picks for this wonderful beer. Mm-hmm. Easy, approachable, just... Just a lovely, lovely experience. So, where do we go from here? Well, we're going to talk about the other wonderful beer that was provided by Ten Barrel, and that would be the Crush Raspberry Sour. We talked with the representatives from Ten Barrel about the history of the beer a little bit, and we were given some really great background on the fact that the beer was, was created by their brewer with... The, the intention of making something that had kind of a frambois approach to it, mm-hmm. but they wanted to have something that was repeatable. So they, it needed to have a really good recipe, and they nailed it. This was the first crush. Correct. This beer's been around for a little while. Mm-hmm. How long has it been around? Oh, now you're going to ask me something I have to look up. Internet do, to do, the do, rescue. Do, 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 do. We can't do. expect Dan to know everything. Yes, I we mean, can. I mean, he knows so much if about beer. If you don't... Expect him to know everything. He'll get lazy. That's true. That's I will true. get lazy. Yeah. <laughs> we set the bar pretty high for you, Dan. It's the only bar we can't have because they're all closed. Oh, Cries shit. Into hands. Oh, wait. Portland's opening this week, though. Is, does that mean bars are opening this week as well? I yep. think it's going to depend on who wants to fully oh, open. Yeah. Man. Uh, are you guys going to go anywhere? I'm, I'm probably not going to go anywhere. I, I may go pick up some beer at Prost tomorrow. Ooh. That's amazing because I'll be recovering from tonight and be off work all day. <laughs> oh, well, we can go early. Yeah, like, you know. Because they're open Friday starting like noon until 8 p.m. or something. Prost. Prost. Prost is great. Prost is on Mississippi? Yes. Albina. Something. Or is it Albina? No, it's Mississippi and something. Mississippi, yeah. Right it's like there. right on that uh, intersection. I love Prost. I love that place. Don't they have a great pretzel? I'm pretty sure they have a good I'm, pretzel. They have a big they pretzel. They have a great pretzel. Great pretzel. I'm 50-50 oh. on pretzels a lot of the time, All and right. it's a fine pretzel. I just love the uh, the I love the uh, the decor, just the all wood. It's a really it's, it's and so, they have that so patio, pretty. which is really excellent. Mm-hmm. Listeners, if you're in the Portland area and you're looking for a good bar, Prost. Apparently, they'll be open soon. We will uh, see and- show notes for a link to their website, right, Dan? Yep. Okay, Dan. When was when did this beer start? I Nobody knows. Nobody no. knows. You know what? It, it's it's this, always been around. Yeah, this beer is immortal. It's a, I want to say it's been forever. at least it's been at least six years. Six years. That sounds right. Five to six years. Yeah, it's pretty good. This was the beer that started it all, though. What do we want to say about this one? So I, I I'm gonna close my notes. I'm not even gonna look at my notes because <gasps> I have one in front of me. Open it up. Yeah. That was that? Tap the top. Always it's tap. can. Got to tap the top. So I do know from having drank this a number of times that this does have a beautiful, beautiful red, clear body. This one has a lot more punch to it. Yeah, what's going on with that? Why the is this one so The flavors are more forward. Fun. Yeah. This is classified actually as a Berliner Weiss almost. Oh, yeah. Berliner Weiss. A Berliner Weiss. Spell Berliner Weiss. B-E-R-I-N-O. B-E-R-L-I-N-E-R. W-I-E-S-S-E. Ten you points. You got it. Bingo. Ten, ten points. I'm... My brain doesn't work great all the time, but it's great at spelling <laughs> and remembering jokes. <laughs> Give this man a beer, folks. Why, thank you. Okay, it's a Berliner Weiss. What is a Berliner Weiss? Well, so Berliner Weisses typically are a fruited sour beer. Mm-hmm. They don't 
always have to be sour originally. They can be funky. Oh, okay. And then you add, because they, they usually do an open fermentation or some sort of process to take a lighter beer, mm -hmm. allow it to get a little funk, and then they add a syrup to it. Or you can ferment it like a frambois, open fermentation, they add fruit to it when it ages in a barrel. Oh, so yeah. So you allow the yeast to do its thing, and then you barrel it after the yeast has done its thing, after a week or two weeks or a month or however long you ferment it. Mm -hmm. It's going to continue to ferment in the barrel. Mm. So the yeast isn't completely gone, and you add fruit to it, which adds a lot of sugar. So it's going to be typically a, a little bit higher alcohol, but if you let it sit longer or shorter, depending on how much fruit flavor you want to impart. I've made beers as a home brewer using freeze-dried fruit, and I've had good oh, yeah. success with raspberry and those. blueberry and a couple of other. I've made the you know ales with this method. You can do it with lagers. You can do it with anything, as, as long as you allow it to sit long enough to allow the fruit to impart into the into the beer. So it's really a, a matter of time. Like you have to be patient with it. Correct. And depending on the huh. style of fruit, when I say style, like is it a strong flavor profile? Is it really acidic? This one, this raspberry crush. Let me tell you, mm. as a fruited sour, is very fruity and tart. It's forward in the profile. It's not gentle. So what does that mean, forward in the profile? So the fruit is it. very strong in the front. Like okay. you actually taste the fruit. And yeah, I guess I do right? taste the I guess I do taste the the fruit. So so this one uses white wheat, raspberries, and it's has an inoculation of lactobacillus. Whoa. So Whoa, a really long word meaning yeah. it's it's <laughs> It was naturally made funky using lacto. Naturally made funky. Like is, Parliament. So when you make cheese, <laughs> there's this thing called sour cream that cheese makes as a what? byproduct as the cheese is being made. The way, yeah. you know, I had a bagel off the way. Great. That is the same. Oh, that's lacto. Mm. Like it's, it's, a, it's a bacteria that's naturally occurring in milk products in general. And yep. you, you can add that bacteria then to whatever it is you're brewing, and it creates a wonderful sourness without mm. funkiness. I love it. Yeah. Open it, fermentation mm -hmm. can be funky, not barnyard. This is not any of that. This tastes actually, to me, like a really well-carbonated, forward-profile cider. Mm. And it really does taste like a cider. Mm. It's not made from apples. So it's not really a cider, I but it is, it is made as a normal beer, and then it has this wonderful fruit added. we got a lot of raspberries out here. I should it's hope, all raspberry all mm -hmm. the time. Yeah, I should hope if it says a raspberry on the can, they don't put apples in there. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, that's not, that's not cool, man. All right, so we paired this with some gr excellent oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. foundational genre films that sort of started entire genres of other films. genres careers careers yeah. let's let's run through these really quick first film we watched was reservoir dogs from 1992 by director quentin tarantino i'm pretty sure it's spielberg blake oh you're right yeah pretty Duh. sure it was spielberg <laughs> spielberg and george lucas yeah just kidding that was that the classic. other film we watched no G cg green screen whatsoever. Who, did, who did who did the uh the soundtrack though was it songs or was it composed i think it's just a collection of uh like 70s songs Stephen mm. wright the uh deadpan comedian is the radio dj which is a fun joke about how like typically radio djs are like hey this is squirrely in the dan or whatever squirrely in the dan but he's uh <laughs> but Stephen wright's if you've never heard him is he's very like this he talks very monotone and careful J jokes like um 
I spilled spot remover on my dog last week. Now he's gone. Nope. Don't, <laughs> like just, don't know. But he, uh, but they, they, they have him as the radio funny. DJ, so he's just super, wow. super Billy, uh-huh. super DJ 70s. Super funny. So your favorite scene oh, uh, for your favorite be, sour beer? My favorite scene is the, uh, which actually, it sort of goes with this scene. It's called The Commode Story. Where Tim Roth and his mentor is going over, like, if you're going to get in with these, like, criminals and thugs, you're going to have to have, like, a good story. And he gives him the script of, like, a story that never happened. But he tells him, like, just go over it again. And again and again and again. You're like an actor. You have to, you have, to have, you know, have little details, do stuff, talk about, like, you know, all this stuff. And it's just such a wild... It feels like Tarantino's a big fan of film. And it feels like one of those scenes where he's like, I love film. I love acting. This is my way of showing, like, how much I love the, the art of film. Yeah. And I've always said there's a uh, fuse to a boom in Tarantino movies. Each of his films punching the face like this beer. And it's, yeah. And this one, you think mm-hmm. the fuse is like hissing, 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 and then like a dud doesn't go off. He doesn't get shot in the face or anything. There's a cliffhanger? Like you don't know if he lives or dies? Um, I think he dies. No, you don't know. They fade, you don't see what happens to Buscemi's character. Buscemi's character leaves the warehouse. No, 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 but the guy who's who's shot the cop you don't know if he dies or not isn't that right um, i'm pretty sure i think you're right yeah they fade to black and you hear a gunshot but do you actually see him die no they fade to black for and buscemi runs out too yeah Mm -hmm. i just can't get over that mexican standoff that tarantino loves so much it was a good stop pointing that gun at my dad it was a foundational film for tarantino just like this beer is a foundational beer for 10 barrel there's so many good Punches and booms that match the that kick of raspberry flavor. Who is um yeah. who is the Mr. Raspberry Crush in this movie? I think I'd have to go with. I'm gonna say Steve Buscemi's character all the way. Nah, well. He was just actually yeah, I would say uh, Mr. Blonde, Michael Madsen's character, mm. but he's just that's more of a uh, like triple IPA. You can't handle it because dude, dude's a psychopath. <laughs> I think I have to go uh, Mr. Pink. Let's move on. Evil Not... Dead. Mr. Pink, I'm sorry. Yes, Mr. Mr. Pink. Pink. Yeah, Mr. Pink. Yes. Mr. Definitely. Raspberry Crush, Mr. Pink. Steve Buscemi, if you're listening, you should definitely try this beer. And... It reminds us of you. Yes. Think he's listening? You I never sh- know. I sure hope so. Thank you for your service, sir, as a firefighter. <laughs> oh, such a great guy. Mm-hmm. Right on. Evil Dead. I, I, I am a huge fan of Sam Raimi. I am a huge mm-hmm. fan of Bruce Campbell. I am a huge fan of the fact that this was one of the first films I saw as a young person to introduce me into the world of horror films. Back in the 80s, there was this huge push to kind of do really bad visual effects. Really bad, really, really bad visual effects like that like weren't skimp, practical. Like skimp on the uh, the budget, kind of? They skimped on the budget, and they would mm-hmm. use this really super cheesy horror, you know, it's fake blood. I, I also saw, around the same time, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Mm. So you have these really, really, not really believable special effects, mm-hmm. because they're practical, and they make it feel real. Now, the ones that Spielberg did, not so real. They looked more fake. Sam yeah. Raimi, his special effects and practical effects really provided, I think, a foundation for creating really funny horror. Mm, campy. Campy, campy yeah. horror. Yeah. It's really good campy yeah. horror. This was based off of a Sam Raimi short that he had done. My, my favorite scene in it, a cabin, which was filmed in Tennessee. Oh, I didn't know that. They buried a time capsule. What? When production was done, 
at the cabin. So if you can find out where that cabin is, go digging for the time capsule. Because Wait, they, they don't put, know where it is? Well, the they people in the film do, but oh they're not going to give it out. It's in the woods. Well, maybe we shouldn't be digging it up then. Maybe they want to wait. Ma- maybe know. that's an episode of the podcast where we get drunk know. in the woods in Tennessee. So so my favorite scene, Bruce Campbell chopped his hand off. <sighs> Any movie poster you see of Evil Dead is he has a chainsaw on one hand mm. as his hand, and mm-hmm. the other hand's a normal hand. His hand got possessed. Well, Hold that hand that he chopped off, he fought. He literally got in a fight with his own hand. His hand tried to take <laughs> him out over and over and over, and it's actually quite hilarious. It takes like 10 or 15 minutes It's a long, in the it's film. a weirdly long scene, but it's it amazing. It's a really weird long scene. But that sets the whole, like, it takes itself serious, but not really too serious. I read up that they had used during some of the practical effects of like when the body melts or when the head melts Mm. in some of the scenes they use organic material like they use noodles oatmeal they used all kinds of actual practical stuff to make it look real the film obviously was done cheaply but it's really good and classic. Oh, it's and such a good movie. Hey, Wait, guys, have you seen a movie called Happy Birthday to Me that also came out in 1981? I have not, but based on the poster, I need to. Virginia's group of friends start to go missing years after a horrible event that happened to her as a child around her birthday. Look at this poster. It's a guy who's getting stabbed in the face, in the mouth, with a shish kebab. Come on. That's wild. We gotta watch this. (laughs) We're absolutely gonna have to find something to pair with that. That's amazing. I looked up the poster for Evil Dead, Mm -hmm. and there's a quote from the King of Horror, uh, Stephen King. The most ferociously original horror film of the year. If anyone knows horror, I think it'd be Stephen King. Really? Why why do you say that, Blake? Because that one, that one like collection of stories, uh, Stand by Me, pretty scary. I'm just kidding. Oh, sorry, the body. He's the king of horror. Okay, let's let's wrap this up with uh, another classic that goes well with this beer. So the next film that at least some of us watched, and some of us have watched a dozen times or more in the last month or two. And look at my Randall. son. My son is in love with this film, and he e. had never T. seen it up until a few months ago. And yeah. I'm like, what? You've never seen E.T. Yeah. And then he, we watched it, and that's all he wants to watch now. Over and over and over. I mean, we watched it with him, and it was great. But he's great. seven. Yeah. And no, he really has good taste in movies. But I'll say, yeah, he so could be watching something that's just garbage. And this yeah, is... I know. Seriously, he has amazing taste. So if we're watching E.T. 12 times this month, you know what? So yeah. be it. I'm yeah. having a raspberry crush to keep me awake for the 13th time. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this in the theater. You saw it in the theater? I was 10 years old. I saw it in the theater. My parents were nice enough to take me to go see this film. I have older brothers. They also went along. But again... I'm not going to shy away from the fact that I would enjoy a really nice beer while I watch the film to help me wash away the shame of admitting that I did actually see this in the theater <laughs> that many years ago. Wow. That was that a was long like time four, ago. That was almost 40 years ago. I think that's 40 awesome. years it was, ago. It was like 38 years ago, dude. And you know what? Watching that movie, I mean, it looks amazing. Like, it, it's going to look just as good 40 years from now. It really is. Yeah. I, I think the, the film really does hold up over time. Oh, yeah. I, there You have to suspend belief, as you do with most Spielberg movies. I would have chosen the guava for this one, actually, but the raspberry went really well with it, too. Yeah. Raspberry did surprisingly go well. Like the, the scenes where E.T. like screeches out of panic mm, kind of matches yeah. that, like, oh, ooh, flavor. 
Ooh, okay, there's a lighter flavor behind it. I like it. <laughs> My favorite scene, the final flying scene, when the kids are all escaping and the cops pull up and they got them blocked off, and E.T. raises, a, I guess, telekinetically? Or uses love, whatever. Jedi, Jedi mind tricks. Yeah, 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 Jedi mind tricks. He, he recognized Yoda. Uh, lifts these, up these Elliot. These are not the bicycles you are looking for. <laughs> Right. Lifts up Elliot and his uh, older brother and his friends up above the cops and flies over the, the woods of, I think, California? They, they said it was Northern California. And they landed his radar dish. And just the, the music swells. It's classic John Williams. It's it's like the most iconic scene. I love it. It's, it's beautiful. Okay, so we've uh, discussed a couple of really wonderful beers matched up with a bunch of really great movies. We do have a number of suggestions that you can discover on our site, along with the liner notes of this, in more detail. If you would like to watch one of these films, we highly recommend you do so. Remember to hydrate as you go. We would like to definitely reach out and say thank you to Ten Barrel for providing us with these wonderful beers. And the discussions we had with them regarding the films that they enjoyed... And working with them has been really great. And Absolutely. We, we, we want to give them much props. They make good product. Can't complain. They really if, do. If I'm going to risk my life once things open back up, I'm going to go to Ten Barrel. I'm there with you, bud. The brewery is just amazing. It's well, beautiful. It has this rooftop deck that's to die for. So grateful to live in the Northwest. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Just let's say just goodbye. say goodbye. Good drinking. Drink responsibly. Hydrate or dehydrate. Hydrate or dehydrate. Thank you all for listening. This has been Dan Kaperski for Movie and a Beer. Please remember to hydrate while you enjoy your beverages with these movies. And we will join you on our next episode. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much.